Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and welcome to another episode of the Meet Justics podcast. So I'm back from Iowa State doing the short course on dried and semi-dried sausage. Um, I survived. I had no ill effects from my delving into the raw meat, uh, eating, I don't even know what to call it. I am now a raw meat connoisseur, I guess. <laughs> I ate two more steaks that way. Like um, whole entire steaks? Uh, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, there were both ribeyes. Yes, there are both ribeyes. Um, and I ate half. So I ate one more steak that way. Split across two different things. I did notice that the second day, for whatever reason, uh, didn't seem to be quite as good any of the times. Because we ate the first half of the steak in here. Then the next day while I was recording the follow-up to see if I was doing okay intestinally, um, I ate the rest of that one. Same thing over the weekend, I think I had one on Saturday and finished it up on Sunday and it wasn't wasn't quite as good the second day. Don't know what that is. That's just weird. The difference between the regular ground beef uncooked and when we add the Walton's Ultimate Steak and Roast Rub is night and day. Infinitely better with the Walton's Ultimate Steak and Roast Rub. Now, I do want to point out that for at least three or four times on this episode or on this podcast, I have put forth my theory that brownie batter, better than brownies. Cookie dough, better than cookies. So we must be destroying meat taste by cooking it. Turns out I was right all along. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Still going to disagree with you there. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah, no. I, I don't actually believe that with the meat. 100% believe it with brownies and cookie dough. Oh, Both yeah. of those are way better than the finished product. And we should just eat those and occasionally get salmonella or whatever else might be in there. One of the things I learned at Iowa State, which I've misstated, I don't know how many times on podcasts and live streams, one cell in under optimal conditions, I would say, uh, could become like a million in 24 hours. That's not accurate at all. It's one cell can become 16 million in eight hours. So it's significantly shorter and lar like larger number than what I was yeah. initially saying. That's scary. Yes, like, very. Yeah, the rate that they that bacteria and stuff multiplies is yep. insane. So that does uh, reinforce the idea that you need to be sanitizing all of your equipment, all of your surfaces that are going to touch any raw meat or and, finished product. And not eat raw meat. Unless you really want to. Like I can just feel the virility running through my veins. I get up every morning and I bench 405. It's just <laughs> my dogs look at me differently. They're like, oh, I better not mess with him. He's something's different. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I would say the the raw meat experiment was a, a huge success. Um, aside from the liver, which was disgusting. Yeah, that I I I could maybe get some of the rest of it, but not the liver. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't touch it. I tried to like kind of man through it as we were doing it, but I was not enjoying the taste in my mouth from that liver at all. Yeah. At all. Was not good. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, right in front of us. Uh, we went, when I went up to Iowa State, uh, we were able to go out to dinner with a Meatistics user, Denny O. Uh, we had a nice pizza dinner with him um, where I came really close to finishing a really big pizza, but missed by two pieces, uh, which was fine because food on the way home the next day. <laughs> but he had some uh, Canadian bacon and some regular bacon for us. So I just cooked it up and we're going to try it. Um, the regular bacon first. No, I want that piece. Okay. I didn't know you were doing this, by the way. I smelt this bacon for like the last 20, 30 minutes. No clue. You didn't see the griddle up here? I, I haven't. <laughs> done, what am I, I missing? Done with you. No, I said I was in my office oh, and I smelt it. Yeah. As soon as I came out of my office and started walking this way at all, like I was like, ooh, what are we eating today? Dylan came in like, um, have you ever seen the family guy where the pie smell makes Peter float? Like it goes up his nose and drags him close to a pie. Yes. Dylan came in like that going, you could just smell it from, I don't know where down the hall, but came in. So bacon, very good, really nice and uh, smoky. Mm -hmm. A yeah. lot of smoke to that. And you could tell that as soon as you opened the package that that was going to have a really nice smoke flavor to it. And then the Canadian bacon, which I generally don't enjoy as much, 
because Canada is a socialist country. It's good. Has a lot of really nice flavor to it, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's got a great flavor. That was really nice. So what makes it Canadian bacon? It's not the same cut of meat to begin with. Um, it's usually a pork shoulder or loin, um, where obviously bacon is made from the belly. Um, also has a little bit different curing time, cooking schedule, uh, but this... A lot leaner. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, pork loin is one of the, the leaner meats you can get if you trim off any exterior fat. Intramuscularly, it has, I think, less fat than a chicken breast. I believe that's true. Um, yeah, but that is really good. I'm yeah, absolutely that's fantastic. That. Oh. Trying to like figure out the flavor. It has like a decent amount of uh, just like the umami, which I don't always pick up in pork. So that's really nice. And again, a nice smokiness to it. Did he tell you what he cooked it to? Did he partially cook, fully cook? No, it was definitely partially cooked. I mean, just from how he sliced it and how it acted before then, it wasn't completely raw. Um, but yeah, very good job, Denny. Nice. Yep. Thank you for letting us try that. I have more of it, which I will be bringing home. <laughs> All right. So another uh, version of uh, stuffing tubes arrived for our electric stuffer. We believe this to be the last thing that needed to be done. Uh, the last version of stuffing tubes that they sent us, we rejected. These were far better, uh, but they are slightly wider in diameter with a uh, outside with a little bit less of an inside diameter. So the material is significantly thicker, right? So that makes getting a 19 millimeter on it fairly tricky. Not going to be possible forwards. Has to be put on in reverse. We had a guy from Devereaux up at Iowa State, and when I was trying to explain this to him, he's like, you're, cr you're crazy. That's not correct at all. So I took a video of doing it and sent it to him, and I'm waiting for a reply. Um, but, so we made those up. Those are our jalapeno mango jerky seasoning made as a snack stick, and then I added uh, ghost pepper cheese, because why not? <laughs> why if not? it's already hot, we might as well make it almost unbearable. Uh, you should look for a piece with cheese if you can find it because that will significantly affect the flavor. I would recommend you chew to the front of your mouth. Yeah. Keep it in the front of your mouth. Don't let it go in the back until you're ready to swallow it. I had a piece just like accidentally flipped that way. Yep. I about choked. This is the hottest snack stick I've made. I think this is hotter than... Uh, um, what did we do? We once fought over habanero and the Inferno. Inferno. And Inferno was hotter because I won that one and I thought Inferno was hotter. This is hotter than that. Than the Inferno? Yes. No. Yes. No. This is definitely hotter than Inferno. Have you had the, inf uh, yeah. have you had the habanero snack stick? Are you kidding? This is the exact, we did a whole video on this. You thought, this, no, but this was all about bratwurst, not snack sticks. Okay. It is pretty hot, though. I, it's, and I think, it keeps going. I think if you didn't have the ghost pepper cheese in there, it would not be the hottest. Ooh. So we will try that. We will go ahead and, and give that a shot. But my opinion, that is the hottest, and it keeps going. It does not give up. We're going to start sweating pretty soon here. I will have a glisten on me. We'll have to pause for makeup or something. <laughs> so. You're going to give me acid reflux here. I had acid reflux the other day. I never have that stuff. Getting old sucks. Getting old, yeah. It is the worst. I have so many more digestive issues, and I'm I'm not even that old. I'm almost thirty three. What are you saying? Uh, I'm that old? Yeah, you yeah, are. I'm almost ten years older than you. But, uh, yeah, I, but you're in good shape, so that doesn't count. Am I anymore though? Oh, That's yeah. very questionable. Compared to the average, we should almost do a video where you do like a presidency, like fitness test or whatever. Oh, I'd crush that. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. I, you'd have to give me a couple weeks to. Well, it's just tough. Shed with, some like watching pounds. you with like, what do you got? Like a size thirty-two pan or something. You're up there going like, oh, just I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, but I remember how good I felt a year and a half, two years ago. Oh like, wow, really that bad compared to? Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, like in not just in physical fitness, but like in mental acuity, 
Um, well, yeah, it affects everything. Yeah, it affects mm-hmm. everything. So I, I really do need to get back to that. What keeps happening is I keep making great gains and then like I have to go away for a week or something. Like something always throws a monkey wrench in it. I need to be strong enough to just commit to it. Like, nope, not. Even if I have to go away, going to eat healthy. Hopefully yeah. when we go to Missoula, um, I have to imagine that's a very like crunchy granola type city. At least I imagine it is. Uh, so I, I have to what imagine. What does that mean? I have no idea what you like, mean. Kind of like uh, hippie, but not really hippie. Like super earthy. I don't know. They've they never heard the term they care crunchy. About the environment, but they don't yeah. do anything Weird about it. Yeah. Oh, no, I think they do things about it. Hey, do you not know the term crunchy? I anymore? love it now. That's my go to. Oh, wow. I now am on to that. For I wonder sure. if that's an. I just call it like Port, Portlandia or something. Port, yeah, that, that's Very, a, the person you're thinking is exactly who yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so I have to imagine they'll have like good, healthy food <laughs> options out there. I would think so. Do we have hotels yet? No, you said you were camping. <laughs> you what? said you didn't want to. Yeah. Why are you asking me if we have hotel rooms then? <laughs> I, I haven't booked one either. I, I don't know. Um, I was debating because I think I th- if we're going to drive, which, yeah, so everybody, when we were talking before, we are flying, driving, uh, airplane tickets, uh, they, they've they, gone insane. They've, they've gone up even more. They're like the cheapest one we get was like 1200 and that wasn't even necessarily the preferred time. Like it was up to like 1900 bucks a ticket. Oh. And so I was like, nope, okay, we're going to drive. Which makes so, me very happy because Austin is then locked in a box with me for a long time. Like 40 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, awesome. it might be locked in a box with you further because I was contemplating if if we're driving, um, we might as well take the trailer because then we can travel with space. And uh, I don't want to take the trailer. Oh, that makes it significantly harder to drive. Well, now, yeah, now it, he it, can't it, go in reverse ever. So it goes where you go. It does not. Yeah, it does. we're going to be driving up through mountains. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't change. You, you might conquer your have, fear of driving with a trailer. I have a lot of experience driving long distance. I have zero experience driving long distance with a trailer. Well, we'll see. So the, the, the added benefit of taking the trailer is we have a place to sleep that's out of the weather if it is bad weather. Oh, my. You're not even talking about like a tow along. You're talking about your toy hauler? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay, what I'm are not. you talking about? <laughs> no, just the, the little box trailer. Maybe the big box trailer. What we got mean? two different sizes. Out you want to sleep in there? Yeah. He's saying if it's like downpour somewhere, you can't see a foot in front of your face, side of the road. Your truck you is going to be a lot more comfortable than that. <laughs> no, you bring a cot or a foam mattress. Oh, okay, or- you do that. I'll sleep in the backseat of your truck. I guess either way, yeah. I'm not getting eaten by a bear. <laughs> you probably oh, they can are. open up truck doors no, for sure. No, they can open up a trailer a lot easier. I just oh, saw no. a video of a just black real. bear opening up an actual door handle on a truck. That's horrifying. They'd actually have to rip through the trailer with you. If you're in the truck, they just got to break the glass. If we drive, though, I can bring my ridiculously long Bowie knife. Oh, we're so bringing- that way, if I get eaten, I at least... Please take a gun if that's get what you're relying on. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you want a knife. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm sure we go through some states that would make that illegal. Um, but yeah, so that is our, our, our next big thing. Um think we've made a decision on who we're bringing in for the social media assistant. So we'll have a new person here, re-kick off all our social media accounts. So that should be uh, very, very interesting. Uh, the time at Iowa State was incredibly well spent in my mind. Uh, we try to send a decent amount of people here to a, a class at some point. Is it always at Iowa State? Um, most of the classes we go to are, okay. there's a few at some other places, but Iowa state's like the big one. They, okay. they put on more classes as far as I'm aware than any other university. Uh, Have we ever done they're, one? They're more respected. They, I mean, they, it, tons of people across the industry, uh, go to Iowa state classes. Yep. Um, and the difference between this time and the last, so the last one I went to was the cured meat short course. Um, in that one, I would say probably 50 to 60% of the attendees were from like our size customers. This time it was all big boys. Oh yeah. yeah. It was all Hormel, Jack's links, uh, Columbia, um, and a few other like really big. I never went back. I never went back and looked to see which one I went to. If the, I haven't the last one I went to, if it was that one or if it was a different one, but I feel like I went to a processed meats instead of the dry and semi-dry. Ah, okay. I think 
that could make the sense. difference. They did say this was the biggest attendance they've ever had for a dried and semi-dried sausage. So clearly there's more interest in the industry. Um, and they are making some absolutely awesome advancements. Uh, one of the things is they're starting to use a lot more um, helpful bacteria as far as like just um, sanitization, sanitizing. So they're using bacteria that is basically programmed to only go after harmful bacteria. It, it, very, very interesting. Um, but one of the coolest ones is on the last, the last presentation they give, uh, I think it was almost the exact same presentation I sat through two years ago. And it's uh, this professor, I forget his name at the moment, but <clears throat> great speaker. It was all about microbiology and sanitation basically and it was it's just awesome it was so so interesting to go listen to somebody who like i was not a good student i texted <laughs> my wife in the middle of this i'm like if this was my college experience i would have stayed forever i would have stayed and got my master's and like it's just so cool that there are people out there thinking about that and then a really neat thing was they brought back a bunch of graduates who were out in the industry to come back and talk about like what they're doing at their companies to try to advance That's meat cool. processing. Yeah. Very One cool. of the neat ones was uh, this company that is doing <clears throat> broth. So they're adding like broth to the water and then that ups the moisture uh, to protein ratio. So it reduces drying time. Interesting. But yeah. It was really, really cool because you had to get less water out of it because you're adding water, you're adding protein with your water. So. I thought That's that cool. was really interesting, at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, one other thing that happened while we were up there, there were a bunch of, or not a bunch, there was a, a group of guys from a yeast company, and we were talking to them, uh, got to be at least somewhat friendly, and they were complaining that they were already on their third price jump of the year. We're in April, mm -hmm. and they've already had to up their prices three times. Yeah. They were... Kind not super concerned, but they were not looking forward to talking to their customers. They're like, "Yeah, I'll just deal with that when I get back Monday." <laughs> like we just got notification that it's going out, and I want to say it was like six percent, six percent, four percent, six percent. So prices all around the industry are going insane right now. Yeah, we've been trying to hold prices here as long as we can. We we keep getting tons of increases, and since we do printed physical catalogs. Um, we don't like changing prices. Mm -hmm. um, and the original goal was to hold out till June or July. And that's that's going to be a stretch at this point. It's probably going to be May 1st, uh, probably in about two weeks. We're, we're probably going to start changing a bunch of prices. Um, Do you have anything? Like, are we looking at more seasonings, everything, yeah, casings? It affects a lot of things. Spread. Yeah. Okay. Price on anything coming down? Oh, you never know here and there. Um, that's, I just, we just got a, a price update on seasonings uh, yesterday, day before. I don't know. And I, I glanced through some of that and uh, we actually had, had a number of things go down here or there, five cents, 10 cents. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, nothing crazy. Huge. I mean, you don't, you don't see, you don't see like 20, 30% reductions, right. but uh, I mean, it's, it's commodity market. So yeah, it goes up and down here and there, but uh, there's no, I haven't seen or heard of any substantial price decreases. It's, it's pretty much just lucky to be flat. Um, so while prices might be going up, the good news is sure gel and encapsulated citric acid are at least back in stock. Those have been the two difficult ones so far. Yeah. I don't know if those are like fully back to normal or if we just got, some some yeah that doesn't well that's the one pound that's the one that we sell the most of in the middle there and that is that does look a little bit low so yeah don't go out and buy a bunch just to hoard it yeah john why would i do that what i have access to it oh. um a cool thing we did uh, so obviously it was semi-dried sausage and dried sausage so one of the things they were doing was you know they were adding starter cultures to it so they wanted to show the difference in texture and taste between adding a starter culture and what they call a direct acidification, which is encapsulated citric acid. So they were doing, uh, they do a grind, mix, grind, mix, and then they add their either encapsulated citric acid 
or their starter culture on the final mix. <clears throat> the next day, we came in and they had cut open one of the chubs that we had stuffed uh, of summer sausage, showing that the that encapsulation had ruptured like all over the place. Like it looked like someone had just drawn polka dots on it because there were pink areas and gray areas and pink areas and gray areas. Did they do that on purpose? Nope. Nope. So um, I talked to them. I'm like, well, we're told that this encapsulation won't rupture until it reaches 130 degrees. And they kind of were like, yeah, that's what they'll tell you. But you have to remember the enzymes that are present in meat that are breaking down the proteins for like dry aging, that stuff is still going on after it's been ground and reformed. Those enzymes aren't killed yet. It's like, so that's going to attack in, a, in organic material like palm seed or whatever the other seed Hydrogenated oil. cottonseed oil. Hydrogenated cottonseed oil. Um, and it's going to rupture some of them. Also, how old the encapsulation is, like how, how long you've had it on the shelf, all of that's going to play into it. So I thought that was really interesting. The next day after they cooked it, the color set to normal, um, but it was uh, a little mushier hmm. than you would have liked ideally. I still preferred that summer sausage versus the starter culture one. Really? Uh-huh. But I think I was the only one. Yeah, I was going to say most people probably wouldn't. Yeah, the snack stick... It's not even close. Our snacks, the way we do snack sticks is many times better than dry cured snack sticks or how lactic acid. I just didn't, I didn't like the texture of it. Um, and I thought the flavor was a little lacking too. I like our snack sticks better. Um, now for salami and pepperoni, not even in the same world. Like that is the way to do those products a hundred percent. It's way better. But not everybody can do it at home. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the ECA just because it's easier to make a uniform product over and over and over again, yep. especially when it's not something that you're doing 100 times a day. Yep. So for somebody, especially our, our retail customers, but even a lot of our commercial customers, um, it's just it's going to be more consistent. But it's it is hard when you start talking the salami and pepperoni because it's not i yeah. yeah i i i still have not made a salami or pepperoni that i'm just like head over heels for no um we've made some good ones you, the, yeah the you goose. you've made much better than i have yeah the goose i think was probably the best pepperoni stick we made but it still was not in the category of this yeah one of the cool things that we learned was uh you know when you're making these type of sausages you want to drop the ph the faster you drop the pH down to your target, the less flavor development you will have. So when you can extend that pH drop out over multiple days, um, above 5.2, 5.3 is where all that flavor development huh. occurs. So if you really like those, like, you know, the kind of like funky, almost like a, they called it, called it a wet dog taste, like the more... Uh -oh. sophisticated dried sausages if you like that flavor you have to find ways to extend your meat before it experiences that ph drop okay i when i whenever i talk with my wife about stuff like that because she does she's not not a huge fan of like dried sausage like that but i'm mm -hmm. like oh the more it smells like feet mm -hmm. the better it's gonna taste i agree it 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 doesn't taste anything like it smells but that's interesting that that's when it develops then. Mm -hmm. when we did the uh sorry a couple of years ago, Dylan and I did a, a few batches here, mm -hmm. and we couldn't get any of the girls in the media department to even consider trying it. <laughs> Just because like, they smelled it? Uh-huh. They're like, no, it smells so bad. I'm like, yes, but it tastes so good. Like, smell and taste are not always one-to-one. -one. Yeah, it's one of the, to me, it's one of those few items that is vastly different. A lot of things do smell and taste similar. Sure. But uh, dried sausage does not at all. Uh, what's another one? Like blue cheese tastes different than it smells, which is probably a very similar. Yeah. Without doesn't, or, doesn't a large, sorry to interrupt, doesn't a large part of your uh, taste come from smell though? Like I believe over 50% if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yep. But it's yeah. not, so yeah, it's it not like married. No, yeah. no, no, it definitely has something but to like, do with yeah. it, but it's not. The way that we taste things is like plug your nose and eat something. You're not going to taste exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. That will change your smell or your taste of yeah. something was, my, my understanding like through covid why people lost like uh like taste and stuff at times is because whatever whatever was going on started out in your nose and it like literally like exploded 
whatever really sensory things in your nose and so that's why you couldn't taste was i don't think it was really affecting necessarily your actual taste it was all it was all your nose huh that's interesting now the one not Not a scientist though it's what i heard because i was gonna say my wife didn't she lost her taste for a while but it came back to normal and then all of a sudden anything that had any oil in it whatsoever she thought smelled like rancid and taste tasted rancid so weird i don't know could be couldn't be um austin has been fighting uh some back problems so we're gonna move right along to meat matters we will possibly have them for the whole time but go whenever you need to i'm feeling a little bit better oh, but okay. I still just moving around I'm, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't. Know if, if people watch it on YouTube, you're watching me move my <laughs> arm around here and there. I'm just, I'm in pain today. And you but do it have, is what it is. You do have one of those massage guns, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I would recommend that. All right. So, first thing, just real quick, um, there's an article in Fortune that says uh, plant based meat might never be cheap enough to offset meat product. Uh, so, like plant based meats are never going to come down enough in price where they're going to even have a chance at pushing meat out, but even just offsetting that. Uh, initially, there were some big drops from investment. And then when there was, you know, it got taken out of being in fancy restaurants and got put in your frozen or chilled packaged meat area, that drop price is a little bit more, but it's not coming down beyond that, it doesn't look like. The the biggest thing that's that's kind of hit me lately is the whole plant-based meat or meat um, no, I guess two different things. But one, I was just at the store buying meat and they had plant-based meat right there. So I was just looking at it and I'm like, it just looks so unappetizing. Like it doesn't look good yeah. in the package there sitting next to meat. Meat has so much more color and vibrancy to it. And the fake stuff is, it's Bland brown looking. and mm-hmm. just, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And my wife likes uh, this product Morningstar, like it's fake bacon. And it, it even, it looks, feels, it looks like cardboard. Like that's, shouldn't be allowed to be called bacon. I mean, this definitely should be because this is delicious. But what she ma- what she makes shouldn't be called bacon. No. Um, so there's uh, other European countries have higher restrictions on like what can be sold like as food and uh-huh. grocery stores and stuff. I'm curious as like what the sales are over there with a lot of the Beyond Meat and stuff like that. And if it was harder to get into stores. Yeah, I'm looking that up. <laughs> so while you're looking that up, the other thing on fake meat I've seen lately, um, one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Shark Tank, hmm. uh, oh, yeah. like one of the best shows on TV. Uh, there was somebody on there in the last few weeks. Um, I don't know when when exactly it was. Um, they were selling bacon uh, that was made out of seaweed. <laughs> couple different things that i mean it, it kind of looked like bacon they, they did a decent job of that but uh like what what bothered me one is they called it bacon and yeah. john and i've had that discussion it just really irks me when when people call something a meat name and it's mm-hmm. not that um but then two um it relates to this article talking about price on stuff because um in their pitch to the sharks, they were talking about um, what they were going to do, how they were going to grow. Because they, they they they've only made like 500 strips as like a test batch. That's as far as they've gotten, and they got uh, they got a deal that valued them at like 25 million dollars. Oh it's insane. So ridiculous. That market is people will throw money at it. It's it's nuts. But they were convinced that they're going to sell this quote unquote bacon uh, wholesale to food service for $16.99 a pound. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, whole, uh, wholesale and food service, they'll buy this all day long at that price. And I'm like, no, you're no, out of your mind. Know. That's- Maybe in California and rid- New York City. Ridiculous. Unless Maybe. Ri- unless it's ridiculously hard to make. Like, I feel like Even people, if it is. I, well, I feel like people can look at that just like seaweed. What What are you doing to it? And then find their own means to do that. But like you're saying, 60, that's not sustainable for anybody. Yeah, no. I, you may sell that in big cities in California and New York, one or two other places. Um, but you'll never sell that in it's too the vast. It's too niche. Meat, meat eaters want nothing to do with it. And yep. people that actually view, you know, want to be healthy about it, they're like, I'll just eat my salad or kale or whatever else. Sure. I, don't, I don't think it, there's a market for it personally. But like I said, the, the health food market for sure, 100% this product, I don't think, I don't see it. So, real quick, um, Beyond Meat actually just 
announced a major retail expansion in Europe. So there you go. Must be doing okay. Do you know Moinkbox? Have you heard of that? I have not heard of them until like yesterday or today. Oh, and okay. then I have heard like six commercials in yeah, they're the doing, past two days. They're doing a, a big push on podcasts. There's lots of advertising for them. I, I hear but them they on, were on uh, Shark Tank. Sirius, it, like some of the talk shows and stuff on sure. Sirius, not music channels doesn't have it, but so you heard it on podcasts? Yep. 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 Um, but they were on Shark Tank. Really? And, yep. Yep. Got uh, uh, Jamie whatever his name is, one of the sharks uh, to become a major investor. Their entire thing is the exact opposite. Let's take it back to the way we used to get Make Bacon. Like they are big believers in ethical treatment of their animals. Um, It's not, you know, factory farmed. So really interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally think going forward, because more regulation is coming to the industry, more people are uh, waking up and getting annoyed about factory farming, uh, the conditions of, the, of everything. Uh, so small independent processors, which are our customers, which is awesome, will continue to, I think at least, be uh, where discerning customers go as opposed to going to the grocery store. So good news for us. Do you see meal plans ever taken over? Like food delivered to people's doorsteps instead of them actually going to like, do you see in 20 years people going to the grocery stores of just what that? do you mean by taking like, like, like you won't walk into a store and get yeah. your food anymore. You'll yeah. program it. And by the time you get home, it'll be on your doorstep. You don't see that at all. Mm. Oh no. Uh, yes, but it won't take over. Mm. I don't know. I don't know portion. if they can, it's not going to be well, it's the already majority. A portion. Well, I mean, we're, I think it's, trending upward in that direction right you have the people ordering stuff and not leaving their car and they're putting it in there and i mean you look you look back 50 60 years ago it used to be milkmen that you bring milk to your home so it's like i think we're trying to marry the new age technology with how simplistic old wealth old world thinking was because you look at the the moink box whatever you start like that's a meat subscription box what's wrong with a, a daily or a, you know a weekly you know grocery box so, so really i mean it already it's, it's already point. out there it's already out there I, it's a little too expensive for me, yeah. but a guy who hates, I don't even know what I want in the grocery store when I go in there. It takes me an hour and a half and I overspend on accident. Just give me the essentials. I'll spend up to a hundred dollars for a week, week and a half's worth of stuff and just give it to me. I just put it in the microwave or oven. I'm, I'm ready to rock. So yeah, I, to be honest, I, I'm on Patrick's side. I, <laughs> I see that like becoming a much bigger thing. I, I but, can't get there, but less be, choice, right? You less choice. Yeah. I can't get there. I think we're, Unless something radically changes how we act as consumers, and that would have to be something like an enormous recession. Uh, yeah. So some of it's going to depend on economic conditions because I I'm, I agree with Patrick and like it's too expensive. Like most of what's there, I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to do that. But on the other hand, I can see myself getting there very soon and quickly just because uh you're not the typical consumer because it's it's you and your wife at home oh. um but oh, oh and my two dogs and your two dogs <laughs> okay but uh and you care more about what's going into your diet i think you yeah guys, probably more than the average consumer okay but i would say the average american usually is uh having a family as time is going along and as the family gets busy people will uh or just people just get lazier as time goes on sure. and more and more people as they have access to like those food delivery services mm-hmm. and they will come down more in price as as they scale more and more prices will come down or at least maybe not rise as fast as grocery store prices would um my theory on it anyways i i think it'll go up because i could see right now i'd be like no i'm not doing that but if i have another kid kids are getting older and they're in sports and we're running around all the time if I can, yeah, just have fresh food, so it's not uh, so we're talking a frozen about- pizza. Even though I would love to oh, eat God. frozen pizza every day, uh, fresh food that you could just throw in the microwave or heat up in the oven. And you don't have to do the whole preparation. Big thing, I think, for families. Okay, so we're talking about more of a delivery from the grocery store to your home, because that's not what he's talking. No, about. No, like meal delivery. Okay, yeah. so then we're talking meal delivery with like actual fresh, like apples. Things like that. Yeah, like they, whether it was something, because there's there's some of them out there that they send you just all the, the raw ingredients and they they tell you how to prepare it. Or it could be they send you. Uh, Frozen stuff. It's, it's fresh. It's not, 
it's not as processed as going back to like the 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 frozen pizza thing. I mean, frozen, right. frozen pizza is very processed. Yeah, I think what he's saying is like there's like organic raw, so to speak, and then there's like prepared flash frozen stuff, and then there's like completely banquet meal kind of garbage for you. I think okay. there's all three represented right now via via different companies. Um, and yeah, all all around oddly enough the same price point though. I think they're all over 40, 50 bucks a week, but that the, and you don't even get a meal every night. I think that's like three to four meals. Maybe. Right. Yeah. It's like what? Blue box. Blue box. I blue looked into blue apron. Blue apron. Uh, blue, blue apron. Yeah. Good job. Combination of box, food, apron, whatever they are. All right, real quick, because we need to move on. For but sure. how? I don't know how to, to ask this question. How many items will you reject mm. when you go to a store? Like I don't. If I'm looking at fresh fruit, I go. I don't want that one. That one. That one. That one. That one. <laughs> yeah. I want this one. Do I will we, look through all of the apples to get the ones I want. Oh, yeah. yeah. I to be honest, my experience so far, I haven't done like the home delivery of stuff like of meals and food like that, but just like store pickup yeah. and they don't selecting care. fresh vegetables and yep. stuff. I I've always at least had good experience with that. They just grab whatever. Hmm. They don't they're not going to do I don't the know. same. I don't I don't I don't they they don't I don't think they grab the stuff that's janky and gross and sure yeah, it's yeah. maybe i maybe i would have picked out something that was what i thought was the most pristine one right but what i get is always looks fine okay i only like apples that are shiny <laughs> if they're not shiny i won't even eat them because they're that they're not as crisp well don't like you know the shiny apples guy, are the crisp apples they really. well they 100 the they do one of the, and then they do it on their shirt and then they place it back in there before you get them so don't tell me that that's not accurate at all oh, dude, no the it's the not. kind of people that work at a grocery store right yeah, but that doesn't make it shiny on the outside. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. yeah. The well, I mean, I wash my, I wash my. The shiny is just the before. the leftover wax. That's not accurate it. either. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. No, I can absolutely prove to you that the shiny apples are the crisp ones, and we will do that in a future episode. Okay, All right, has, moving on. That has nothing to do with meat. I, right. Exactly. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so it says shoppers adjust as meat prices continue to increase. It says meat prices soaring during inflation. It says how local restaurants, grocery stores are dealing with increasing meat prices. Those are three articles all from today on the increase or increase in meat prices. Again. I sort of felt like we were on the tail end yeah. of this. Um, yeah, totally. But it, it looks like things are taking a jump again. These are from Kentucky, uh, Texas, and I forget the third state where I pulled this from. So it is nationwide and meat prices are staying high or for the things that dropped apparently are starting to climb again. And they didn't drop very far. It was certain beef items had started to come back down, but they are back on the rise. Um, now, from that story, I read maybe my favorite story of the year so far. Woman reportedly stole more than 2,000 in meat from HEB police say. So two women go into this HEB, which is uh, a food chain down in Texas, load up their cart with all sorts of meat products and just go. Nice. It's, it's just like a grocery store? Yeah. Okay. And they just go walk out the front door. Is it a Walgreens are going there? <laughs> that, it, I don't know if it's <laughs> HEB or HEB. It's one of the, it's Whatever. either HEB or HEB. But dashes between it. So I'm going to say HEB. Oh, I get what you were saying. Because yeah. Walgreens, well, all they the, just yeah, right, right. But no, <laughs> hold on. They see them go out and they actually go out and try to like physically stop them. They were not able to prevent two women from loading all of the meat that they stole into their car and driving away. Yeah, you get, you probably get an assault charge though if you're security at the that place. In mm -hmm. Texas? It, yeah, I don't know. I I don't oh, know the myself. state laws myself, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they would have turned it on. But yeah, it's one of those. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. It, it's hard, even as a bystander, I'd be. I'd probably wouldn't let them get the cart in their in their car. Like I'd go, no, I'm just gonna go run away really fast, get get myself involved, and get out of there. Steal their cart from them and just yeah. run it back. Run to it the back store. in the store. You know what's funny though? They they can't sell that now though. That meat, they're not gonna once it's come out of the, the store. Shelf. Yeah, they can't. I probably legally. That's probably true. So then I would take it and then Robin, Robin <laughs> Hood it. Because, hey, what do you want me to do? You can't have it. I will just take start it. giving it away. I stopped the criminals guys. from getting it. Give a homeless least. guy a rack of ribs. Here you go. <laughs> what, to, what are you going to do with this? To be honest, Ooh, I, want, eat I, it raw. I wonder if they could do that because I know a lot of grocery stores will have deals with uh, like food pantries in town mm -hmm. or something like that where like their, their fresh 
donuts, pastries, bakery items once they're, like they're two days old. Yeah, once they're mm, certain time, they they donate it out. Um, Unfortunately, I've, that with- I've seen the opposite though, where there's I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen a video or two. It's probably a couple years old now. Where like behind, don't even want to say which establishment, but sure. big, big grocery store behind it, where they're just throwing away uh, stuff. You know, legally they can't sell it, but then they have to prevent people from from doing Taking anything it. with it right. now. What that video doesn't show is maybe they did have a plan and it just ended recording before they they actually shipped it off and got it in refrigeration and stuff like that. But having said that, yeah, it's unfortunate that people just don't like, come on, you just I and I'll, you know, anecdotally so. But I've heard of other people with other jobs just be like, hey, we're going to give this away, like whether it's clothing and they're like, oh, I want to donate it. They go, no, you actually can't. And they rip holes in things and yep. they have to throw it away. So it's very unfortunate. But yeah, it, it, it's crazy. It, I'm sure it makes sense. But just from like from a business standpoint but from like a humanitarian yeah. standpoint it Common doesn't sense, yeah. it just doesn't make sense um yeah yeah i don't know uh, but it did say they said meet bandits and <laughs> i really like that that made me happy uh so another one is why meat with raised without antibiotic labels could be misleading antibiotics have a place in today's meat production they just do we do factory farming to keep the animals healthy they're gonna have to have some antibiotics in them uh if you ask me i think we need a a full reformatting of like large factory farms basically all of you guys need to eat less meat so that i can continue to eat the amount of meat that i want that's my politician's answer you suffer so that i can get what i want without any more you price to, or pain. You, you seem to enjoy it more than me, so I'll oh, I'll let you. You fair can take point. my my portion. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. I deserve it more. <laughs> yeah, that's totally. right. Okay, good, Patrick. Um, but no, a major concern for antibiotics and meat is that they're going to create uh, resistant strains uh, that antibiotics will no longer fully kill off. Um, the article kind of said, you know, it, it did a fair job at least posing both sides. Um, and one of the sides that I'd never heard before, because I don't think it's actually true, is that there isn't any evidence of that happening and then a strain jumping from animal to human. So I pulled up uh, a little list of times that uh, bugs or diseases have jump- jumped from animals <laughs> to human. Uh, number one on that is the novel coronavirus, which we're all very familiar with, uh, influenza pandemics. Uh, specifically the Spanish flu in 1918, the bubonic plague, which when I was a kid, I think that scared me more than anything else. I read something about that that you might like. Um, Go ahead. It it wouldn't have been as bad, but uh, in the the 50 years or so leading up to the bubonic plague, they uh, they had a horrible superstition with cats. So they thought that they were actually more satanic than they were. So they killed off all the cats. They were. So they're a little <laughs> bit satanic. Oh, I, I'm not a huge cat guy, but yeah. I mean, there's, something, there's something up with cats. I'm with you. They have a secret and I don't know it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so then all the you know rodents just overtook and then all the fecal matter just piled up and boom, bam, there you go. Bubonic plague. I thought it was uh, uh, mites that were, it's the fecal matter? Oh, okay. Anything, something. Oh, okay. Okay. But yes, so uh, the law of unintended consequences. Let's kill all these cats. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. So maybe my plan of killing all sharks <laughs> so that we can eat more fish and seals isn't a good idea. Mm. Maybe there's something that I'm not there's some- considering. <laughs> We're actually, yeah, there's going to be so much fish that you're going to, there's going to be a bigger fish that become. <laughs> oh, it, the resurgence of the megalodon. megalodon. Uh, diseases that bite. So this one's kind of shoehorned in there but obviously uh mosquitoes kill more people annually than any other animal um and then from pets and mice hiv aids i don't think it's ever been proven that that came from a monkey but i think Ooh. that's the general outbreak starring dustin hoffman that jumped from a monkey what to was a that person. monkey it was a muck something one macabre? of the it was no a, that's not a, it adorable macau it yeah was. it was very cute <laughs> and then they have mind control and they have the cutest picture of a kitten i have ever seen i stopped immediately on that one i'm like what eyes are huge oh do you not <laughs> How do know I about get this taxo- disease you don't know about taxoplasma plasmosis uh, uh like taxoplasma gandhi oh i didn't know it was called gandhi that seems unfortunate considering who gandhi was wait, um, wait did you know who gandhi was <laughs> Yes, I did. That's that's that sounds very you interesting he to does? me, though. I don't think he was the human, the nice guy that you might think he. Oh, we'll go back. to Oh, that yeah. Now. Supposedly Gandhi was like <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Like, sure. 
Who knows? Sure. Let's not let's not delve We're, into that. Yeah, we we don't actually care one way or the other about that. So. Brett, if you're listening, I saved us there. So, uh, but no, taxoplasma uh, is something that can, it can infect humans. Um, in fact, they found I think that some ridiculous number of motorcycle accidents. Those people are um, have taxo toxoplasmas. It, it's something else. Like they have it from cats. It also affects rats where they no longer are afraid of cats, but they're actually attracted to the scent of their urine. So if you've ever seen a video of a rat attacking a cat, it's not like in New York City. It's not like the rats are so bad. It's, you know, like tough. It's just that um, they're infected with this and they're actually attracted to the cats. That was always a weird thing to me that people were like, yeah, come down and see the rats in Brooklyn. They'll hit you with the baseball bat. Like that's nothing to be proud of, you idiots. Uh, Ebola. Obviously, and then Lyme disease. This one scares me more and more. I'm seeing more ticks. Yeah, uh, I walk my dogs oh. every day for like an hour. Ticks scare me. Yeah, they didn't used to scare me, but literally out of the last week, and no, I'm yeah, I've been home just just under a week. Three out of the five days I've took my dogs on long walks in a field, I've had to pull ticks off them. Mm. So I don't know if they're more around or what's going on. But Do you give them yeah, flea get, and tick mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, okay. Yep. So they don't actually uh, fully attach, I guess. Um, and then apparently humans infect chimps and gorillas. I didn't look any deeper into that because I don't want to know. <laughs> um, all right. Now, I've reached out to uh, North Dakota State University because I want to know if this is actually open to everybody. Um, but in May, North Dakota State University is going to offer some webinars on farm to market. They appear to be open to anybody. I just registered for the the first one, and it's pre-harvest livestock. Yeah, if if that is open to anybody and they're okay with that, then we need to post that on logistics. Yeah, yeah, we could push a lot of people that way. Because that is an awesome thing, but I also don't want to overload them. So maybe register, maybe don't, but definitely something to keep on your uh, radar because... Speaking from experience of the last week, these universities are where a lot of the interesting stuff is happening. One really weird thing, and uh, Terry Hauser talked about it. Dr. Terry Sorry, Hauser. Dr. Terry Hauser. Um, that, isn't that funny that I, Dr. Jeff Sindelar, like 100% makes sense to me, but Dr. Terry, because he's too <laughs> friendly. Like he's got his tone of voice is everything is just too like folksy and like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah. And Sindelar is more like uh, this, that, that, that. But mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both incredibly smart guys. Anyways, he was talking about his, his uh, students in the meat lab, all except for one, maybe two, two uh, are women. He's like, guys, this these are going to be your future plant managers. He's like, they're the ones. Wait, who are, for some reason, my brain's not computing that. So they were mostly male or mostly female? Mostly female. Mostly female. Yeah, he's like, it is now, or it is going to be a female-dominated industry um, at the upper levels, he's like, these are the people who are interested in it. These are the people who are learning about it. He said, I don't know what changed, why it changed. He's like, but this is what our students have looked like for the past however many years. So that'll be an interesting change yeah. in the industry. That's cool. Um, now, last thing. And I just saw this because you force us to use Edge instead of Chrome. So anytime I open it, it opens all those like stories. This was one of the stories. It's hero dad kicks mountain lion in head to save daughter's dog. So apparently they were on some sort of job site. They brought their dogs with them. And the dad all of a sudden hears dogs barking and a cat screeching and goes. And the cat has the dog by the head and is dragging it across the uh, driveway. And he goes up and kicks it a few times in the head. It finally lets go and he gets a stick and he's just like threatening with it. And cat eventually just scampers off. That is, I would love to believe that's how I would react to it. Now, first of all, my dogs would hunt the mountain lion. That would go opposite. Yeah, for what it. kind of dogs were those? Uh, it was, it, so that's what I thought too. I'm like, it's probably some foo-foo little, but no, it was a shepherd cross. So I don't know, maybe shepherd cross was something really small. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what the heck that even looked like. Well, I mean, it's like you say shepherd cross, my mind goes to German shepherd yeah. cross. So not yeah. a small dog at least, uh, but he was able to chase it off by kicking it in the head numerous times. Pretty, pretty awesome. This is up in British Columbia. Um, so I assume he went and celebrated with some uh, maple syrup. 
I don't take my dogs anywhere because of that. Right there. Because of mountain lions? Oh, yeah. They no. are here? No, just in general. They're I just here? It's not worth it. Hey, let's get you out of the house and really have you excited for no apparent reason at all. <laughs> and me stressed for an extra two hours. Psyched. But okay. don't you feel like the dog probably wants to go see some She's got a backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take her to a dog yeah. park once in a while. But like, that, I mean, like, has to has, ha, have an enclosure. I can't be. I've always wanted one of those dogs where it's just like, oh, hey, just jump out of the truck and it's near me. Yeah. Like Brett's dogs. That would be perfect. Sure. I don't think there's a reality that's happening for me. So I just keep them enclosed. So, so my first two dogs, my first two dogs were very much not like like i never would have let them off the leash because they both would just go um you just need to find the right dog no no once this one's gone i'm not having you're done no no i will i just say that i'm a good owner like i want to give her the attention but not but not take her anywhere so (laughs) (laughs) whatever don't laugh yam hasn't even been in here i don't even think yam actually exists It's it's okay to say this because because she's a dog and not a kid. But Yam was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like no, uh, yeah. I, I I I do I do like her like like having her around, but it's just the timing was just bad bad. Yeah, and some of it too is. Uh, I mean, I uh, when we got her, I still had my other dog. I liked my other dog more. Huh. My other dog died. I still like my other dog more, right, and, I'm st- and I'm and I'm upset my other this, dog died yeah. still. Yeah. So it's Wrong one of those things. Died, yeah. Which, well, yeah. yeah. Now, your other dog wasn't the nicest dog. No, she was the nicest dog in the world. <laughs> Maybe to you. To me. Yes. She all that matters. did not like other people. She didn't even like your kids, did she? Yeah. yeah she, she tolerated them. Uh, I don't think she really ever, because I was worried about that, that she would uh, bite growl, bite, do something to Leo. But no, she was good. Uh, Leo, it's disappointing. Every now and then, he's he's still like, "Where's saddle?" Oh, and I'm like, oh, "No, distract." The other yeah, day, yeah. The, other, the other day, Yam was eating eating and drinking in the backyard, and Leo looks over and he's like, "Yam's eating saddle's food." Oh. <laughs> like, no, I don't know how to explain this. Saddle's been dead for just for a while, almost a year. Yeah. Just start yelling at the dogs. Like, get the hell out of saddle's. <laughs> Stop <ball."> eating saddle's <laughs> food. As tears just pouring down your face. Yeah, like you're right, Leo. We didn't say that. All right, you got anything else? Uh, the only last thing I got. I'm excited. Uh, just got an email from Walnut Valley. They have a new beef bacon. So if you were in the Wichita area, really, go go check out your local uh, Walnut Valley have meat you, market. Have you had beef bacon before? Um, I only restructured. This looks like that looks whole muscle. Whole muscle. Yeah. So Interesting. I will be going to buy some of that and try it in the next couple of days. Put put a little bit aside and we'll try it on a upcoming yeah. episode. But I don't know. I guess moral of the story there. Uh, make sure everybody out there is supporting your local processors. Um, um, go see what they have. Um, try to buy from them when you can. If you buy from them, you're also hopefully in a roundabout way buying from us because yep. that's that's who our core customer is is small independent small to mid-sized independent processors or uh people making their own stuff at home 100 all right we'll see you guys next time thanks for checking out the meatgistics podcast to shop everything but the meat head on over to waltonzinc.com and to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com waltons everything but the meat